0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believers City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit BurningDogRadio.com and click on Subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio.
1: We're just beginning the Book of Romans here on our devotions. And Paul the Apostle, just beginning in chapter 1, has waxed eloquent. And we certainly have taken our time with the first seven verses of this chapter. But now we're in verse 8 of chapter 1. So if you got a Bible, turn there. Verse 8 of chapter 1 of the book of Romans, and we read. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ. For all of you, that your faith is proclaimed throughout the whole world. So, now with his opening statements passed, Paul steps into the book of Romans, if you will. He begins with the word first. First, he thanks God. You see, Paul was not blinded by the zeal for what lay ahead at the cost of forgetting how far they had already come and how much God had already done for them. For this church had seemingly spontaneously rose from the active presence of the Holy Spirit. So obviously God had worked mightily and Paul was not about to let that fact go unmentioned. Paul had many believing friends throughout the known world and certainly I can relate to his love for them. I too have such far-flung brothers and sisters in the Lord. The church in Rome had excelled And their reputation for the faith was now known far and wide. What a testimony of a body of believers. I mean, what could be a grander declaration? What was even more extraordinary was the fact that Rome was one of the leading wicked cities of that day. There in the midst of all of that evil, this church not only survived, but thrived and lived out a faith of legendary reputation. Yet the broad church today, well, it has become lax in accepting of even the small indiscretions when it comes to the issue of sin. The greater problem in that such a journey is a, well, a slippery slope. And soon there is no line that will not be crossed in our new morality. Verse nine says, for God is my witness whom I serve in my spirit, in the good news of his Son, how unceasingly I make mention of you always in my prayers, requesting if by any means now at last I may be prospered by the will of God to come to you. So Paul was unyielding and untiring when it came to prayer for these faraway believers. If he could not be there personally, well, he knew that God could, You see, Paul's life was always a union of prayer and service, and he seemed to understand that one was never to be without the other. Certainly many have tried to do otherwise, but no one has been successful. Ultimately, such individuals will only crash and burn because these two are not solo issues, the issue of service and prayer. Many of those church plants had indeed been visited by Paul, and he longed to see them again, and such a bond is really unexplainable. But as for the one who witnessed the work of God in such faraway churches as myself, well, I understand that the faces of those who make up those churches, well, they never leave your heart, and they never leave your mind. Paul wanted to go to these believers personally. Now, that's significant because he clearly had no desire to be a vicarious missionary, No, he wanted to personally be a part of all of it, up close, on the front line. And furthermore, he was willing to get there by any means. Little did he know that that would, in this case, mean in chains, on a boat full of criminals bound for the Roman games. Verse 11 says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, to the end that you may be established. That is, that I with you may be encouraged in you, each of us by the other's faith, both yours and mine. Clearly, Paul wanted to be with these folks. He knew he would be blessed by such a meeting, but his heart also wanted to bless them in any way that he could. For a man like Paul, there's no greater joy that can be found on this earth. To bless them was his blessing, his purpose on life. He wanted them to be established in the faith. And while he was thankful for their broadly acclaimed faith, he was, however, still not satisfied. And he seemed to know instinctively that many have well climbed the mountain top of spirituality to only fall off the other side. It was not that Paul thought himself better than others to bring this foundational faith to the believers in Rome. I mean, nowhere do we see displayed that kind of ego. It it was simply that his passion for Christ and his love for this church compelled him to nurture and raise these children of Christ, quote unquote, into mature spiritual adulthood, concrete and unmovable in their walk. Together they would be encouraged. Together they would grow in the faith that they had shared, for, as Proverbs 2717 says, iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens his friend's contents. Finally, the word spiritual gift, it is in the Greek charisma. Now, generally, this is speaking of a specific kind or a specific gift of the Spirit, and we all have no doubt seen that scriptural list. But more importantly, in this case, Paul is speaking of a singular gift, the gift of grace bestowed upon man by Jesus Christ. This was the gift, the spiritual gift that Paul longed to bring to this church in Rome. And it would be this gift that established that church in the faith.
0: That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, Visit BelieversTogether.com.